Hi, this is Pastor Tom. We are continuing our study in 2 Peter chapter 1, day 4 of our study. Peter has been talking to us about how to be the kind of person who endures and lasts in your faith, like he did. He endured. Peter continued to be faithful through the years with Jesus. Peter was faithful through the three years of following Jesus while Jesus was living, walking on this earth. He was faithful even through his own denial of Jesus at the trial. Peter was faithful through the cross, into the resurrection, through the glory of the early church, through the struggles with Paul over how to treat the Gentiles, and now he's been faithful even into old age. I want to learn from him. I want to learn from this one that the Lord chose to inspire these words about endurance. In verses 12 to 21, Peter talks to us about what you need to endure. He talks to us about what it is that keeps you continually renewed in your faith. And listen to what he says, beginning in verse 12 down through verse 15. You're going to hear him say that one of the things that you need to be continually renewed is you need continual reminders. You need to be reminded of what you know. Listen to these verses. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth that you now have. I think it's right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Peter just says it again and again and again in these verses. He says, I remind you of these things. And I think it's good to refresh your memory of these things. And I'm going to make sure that even after I die, there's going to be somebody around to remind you of these things. We need a reminder for the remainder. We need a reminder for the remainder of our lives on this earth. To be continually renewed, you have to be continually reminded. You can't just get it once, the truth of God's love, the truth of God's grace. Oh, I got it 20 years ago, 10 years ago, one year ago, one month ago. You can't just get it once and then just live the rest of your life on that. Our memory needs to be refreshed. Even though he says you are firmly established, I've got to keep reminding you. It's not enough just to know it. You want to live this truth. In order to live the truth, you have to constantly be reminded of this truth. The truth of God in your life is not like luggage. You know, luggage that you stick out in your garage or in a closet somewhere until you need it. It's more like food. You need food throughout the day, every day, in order to be healthy. And you need God's word, the truth of God's word, throughout the day, every day, in order to be healthy. You can't store it up for the future. You need it continually in your life. You need continual reminders. In verses 13 and 14, Peter says, as long as I live I'm going to keep reminding you. He says, as long as I live in this tent of the body, he's talking about a temporary residence, which he knows one day is going to become a resurrected body. But he says, as long as I'm here, I'm going to keep reminding. And now he turns to what it is that refreshes our memory, our our daily food. And he says, that daily food that refreshes our memory, it's the word of God. To have a fall-free faith We talked about in the early part of this chapter, you have to look inward, not outward, at what Christ wants to do in your life. But secondly, you have to look at God's word and not man's word. He tells us here that there are a couple of things you have to do with God's word from the very beginning. You have to trust God's word. You have to pay attention to God's word. First, you have to trust it. And Peter says you can trust it because there's the authority of someone who experienced it, an eyewitness behind it. Listen to what he says in verses 16 to 18. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven, and we were with him on that sacred mountain. Peter writes and says, You can trust this because I was there. I saw it. One of the ways that historians know that you can trust a historical account is whether it comes from an eyewitness or it's a second or a third-hand account. When you read the scripture, you are reading eyewitness accounts. As Peter writes about this, he says, let me talk to you about what we now call the Mount of Transfiguration. You might remember in the Gospels that Jesus took three of the disciples with him and he went up on a mountain and all of a sudden Moses and Elijah were there with him and they shone as bright as the sun. And the disciples said, could we build three tents and just stay here? And then they heard this voice from heaven and Peter repeats it exactly here. This is my son whom I loved. With him I am well pleased. And they went down from the mountain and they continued to serve. Peter never forgot that moment. I wouldn't have forgotten that moment. And he's telling us here years and years later of what that moment, his eyewitness account. I was there. You trust God's word based on God's revelation to these eyewitnesses and the fact that they passed it along to you. But then you become an eyewitness to the majesty of his work in your life. You may not be ever be on a mount of transfiguration like Peter was, but you're going to have some experiences with Christ. He's going to take you through that difficulty. He's going to use you in that circumstance. He's going to bring that healing into your life or into somebody else's life. He's going to let your his word speak into your heart in a way that transforms you. He's going to give you a time with him, a relationship with him, that you know how close he is. You know how close heaven is. As you have those experiences, now you're an eyewitness. You have a personal experience with him yourself. Now, let let me just remind you, though, that when you struggle with trust, it's important to remember that you're not the only eyewitness. Your experiences with Jesus are not the only experiences with Jesus. There are billions of people on the planet right now experiencing the love of Jesus Christ. But just go back to the scripture. Look at Peter. Look at John. Look at Paul. Look at their experiences with Jesus Christ. Sometimes we try to make our faith depend just on our experiences, and Peter says, don't do that. Trust these eyewitness experiences that we've had with Jesus Christ. You trust it based on the fact that God has been at work. God has been at work in human lives since the very beginning, and he wants to be at work in your life right now. So you trust it, but then he says you also have to pay attention to it. You have to pay attention to what you trust. You can trust something, without paying attention to it. And if you do that, you're gonna find yourself falling away from it. You can trust that your wife loves you, that your husband loves you, but not pay attention to that love. And all of a sudden, that love starts to diminish. Well, when it comes to our relationship with God, God's love is never gonna diminish from you, but you can feel farther from him because you're not paying attention to his word. So in verses 19 down through 21, Peter writes, and we have the word of the prophets made more certain And you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Peter writes here and he says, the word of God, you got to pay attention to it because it's like a light shining in a dark place. 
pay attention to it because it's the only light that shows the way. He says here, until the day dawns and the morning star rises. Those are both pictures of the second coming of Jesus Christ. He says, until that day when Jesus Christ comes and he'll be our light in heaven, the light that we have is the word of God. Pay attention to it because it is the light that shines in the dark place of this world. It is the light that shows you God's way. So as you read this, pay attention to God's word, trust in God's word. The question comes back to you. How do you need to trust his word like you never have before? How do you need to pay attention to God's word like you never have before? How could you build more time to pay attention to God's word into your life? But maybe even more importantly, how can you trust a word that God has given you that you haven't been trusting to this point? You've been resisting trusting it, maybe because you're afraid, maybe because there's a seed of selfishness in your heart, maybe because you've been disappointed, maybe because you feel like it's just too much for you. God is trustworthy. God loves you more than you can imagine. He is trustworthy. How can you trust his word right now? Our Father, as we pray, we ask for strength to trust you. Sometimes it seems easier to trust ourselves than you. But the truth of the matter is, it's always easier to trust you. Because in the end, the greatest joy, the greatest benefit, the greatest good, the greatest relationship with you is going to come out of trust in you. So even though the world around us or Satan's temptations might make it feel like it's easier to trust ourselves. Right now, Lord, help us to have a sense of the freedom that we have in Christ. He has set us free. The freedom that we have in Christ to trust you in this circumstance, with that relationship, with this decision. We trust you. We trust your word right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to take a deeper look together into verses 19 to 21. 